recently through the chaos i've actually wanted to stay so um because it's like i feel like i learn through the chaos but sometimes it's draining we all need our breaks but those are the points where you learn a lot about yourselves and your surroundings Welcome back to Astronaut to Do Keeper podcast. Um, I'm the art teacher formerly known as Miss Willis, and I'm on a mission to catch up with former students to see what career paths they've taken and what advice they would give their 14-year-old self, all with the aim to open up the imagination for young people when it comes to life after school. And today, on this lovely sunny day, I'm joined by Jerome Marshall. Hello, Jerome. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm amazing. Yeah, today's been a great day as well. Um, to be honest, I'm happy to be on here, considering you've also worked in a school as well. So it'll be a very interesting conversation. Excellent, excellent. So you've kind of you've kind of alluded to what you do for a living then. So can you can you explain exactly what it is you do sort of nine to five? Um, so on paper, my role is a teaching assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, I can delve into what I do so I am allocated to work with um, children on a one-to-one basis Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it be academically they are slightly lower than others or it could be based around behavior Um, I also carry out interventions so those interventions that I carry out sort of vary depending on the kids that I'm working with so the current stuff I do now, like the group work, um, is mostly around English. Um, but in addition to that, we have something called zones of regulation. So that's obviously to do with your emotional um, wellness and so forth. And bringing a sense of self-awareness uh, when it comes to managing your emotions. So... Yeah, that's a that's a brief insight to of what I do. So, I mean, we're going to get into the nitty gritty a little bit more with sort of um, yeah. what that all involves. Um, and obviously, I mean, obviously, being a teacher myself, um, I just found teaching assistants absolute godsends. So, it was mm. more rare to have a teaching assistant in a secondary school, especially in an art lesson, uh, than it yeah. is perhaps in primary schools but whenever I had teaching assistants I was just like oh thank you they they were just so so useful so yeah I'm really I'm really excited to talk to you all about that but before we do I want to take you back to when you were younger so around sort of five years old can you remember what you wanted to do when you were five five years of age um to be honest I believe it would be along the lines of something sport related um maybe along the lines of basketball but i feel i feel my passion for basketball probably grew um as i grew as i got older yeah so but definitely something sport related for sure well yeah. i i remember definitely because obviously i knew you as a teenager in my cheetah group and yeah you you were really into basketball you were always carrying a basketball <laughs> like whenever you i saw you you were carrying a basketball it's like an extension of your arm <laughs> so do, do you reckon then um when you were at school as a teenager was it still sport that was the main focus for you in terms of thinking about the future yeah definitely definitely um when i think about it now 
from primary school, I used to play basketball quite a lot. Um, and that obviously went into secondary school. And I think um, it was pushed because we, from primary school, we used to um, go to other schools and play against them. And we also used to have um, the neighbourhood wardens visit our primary school and they used to play with us. So that was kind of cool. Then obviously going into secondary school, I continued that um, that passion of mine, which was basketball. So talking about school then, so can you describe for everyone what you were kind of like at school as a teenager? Um. I find it to be a, a blur, but from what I can remember, I feel I was pretty quiet, um, pretty reserved, chilled, but also very, I guess, approachable and friendly. I wouldn't say I um, had like a large group of friends. I probably would hang around like a, a few people. Um, I do remember in the playground, I actually, I actually used to speak to a lot of the older year. So um, it would be like the year above myself. Um, and sometimes I would hang with them and, and hang with them after school. But I feel like generally I was pretty cool. I wasn't like a, uh, a major problem or anything. I was always late, though. <laughs> it's, it's interesting then. So why do you think you, do you think you just got on with kids that were a bit older because you felt a little bit more mature? Um, you were quite a mature for your age, I remember. Um, it, I think it could be that I think it's partly that and probably partly I feel like maybe I didn't sway you know what it is I think because me being laid back and reserved and you making reference to maturity I feel like a lot of the kids in my year group were very like outgoing and bubbly and sometimes uh, if you have to think of like someone that's an introvert sometimes they need to recharge and just be by themselves so I think that was probably, it's funny because I would actually hang around my year group and the older year, they would normally chill and sit on the, like the wall. So that's kind of like, you know, a more chilled like area. So, yeah. It's interesting yeah. what you say about introverts and extroverts, because yeah, I've sort of looked at that quite a lot and it's so extroverts are people that kind of get energy from being with other people. Whereas yeah. if you're more introverted, you, it's not to say you don't like being with other people, but you kind of lose that energy and then you have to go mm -hmm. away and build that energy up. And that's yeah. definitely, it's, it's really interesting when it comes to teaching and young people, you can really see who gets energy from, from being around people and who it really drains them. So yeah, obviously, so you're a teaching assistant in a primary school. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. And you're working with the year four. Yeah, right? four. Yeah. Oh, okay. On year. So can you describe to us the the sort of types of things that you would do on an average day as a teaching assistant? So you know, from whatever time you get into school in the morning, what sort of things would you get up to? Um. So every now and then, I personally carry out my own little, I would say, TED talk <laughs> with the kids in the classroom. It may vary because it can be sometimes spontaneous. It's sometimes for me, it's not uh, planned. So I could just have a thought in the morning and it's like, I want to tell the kids this. So um, on a day-to-day -day basis for me, I might quickly prepare like a PowerPoint presentation for the kids and I might want to speak to them about, I don't know, communication or 
just yeah communication but let's say to narrow it down um today i gave them the word think and i broke it down into an acronym which you can find on google and think means uh the t sorry means um is it true h is it helpful i is it inspiring n is it necessary and k is it kind so that word think and what each letter represents is something i i would encourage the kids to kind of um take on board when they're approaching an adult with a question or statement um as well as when they interact with kids so that's like one small segment of the morning um followed on i work one-to-one with a child for both maths and english and that usually consists of practical activities um and yeah just just a lot of practical stuff to be honest because they are slightly behind so i just tailor my approach to their needs um and my afternoons usually consist of running interventions um whether it be um around managing emotions whether it be around um english work that's that's the main focus right now english and managing of emotions that's great i mean it's 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 a kind of variety of stuff. So it's not all just sort of sitting in a classroom next to a specific student that needs your support, but you're kind of given quite a lot of, um, you know, responsibility and and a kind of freedom in the way. Uh, so yeah. in, in that sense, is that the school being really supportive? Because I, I mean, I know that TAs, depending on, you know, the schools, some TAs are uh, kind of um, resourced really well and others aren't. So do you feel yeah. that you've got good opportunities to do what you'd like to do? Definitely. I feel um, my line manager and just that others around me, other colleagues, are very supportive of mm-hmm. uh, what I do. Um, they welcome ideas. And, yeah, I feel there is a, a level of freedom to just apply your own approach, you know. I don't have no one telling me you need to do this or you need to do that. It's more of a thing where we can negotiate because at the end of the day, I'm the one working with the kids, so I get to see what they're like. So, um, yeah, I say, I say I personally... Um, I utilize my time well. So how did you become a teaching assistant then? It was never something I planned to do. Um, however, it stemmed from um, my passion to just help people in general. Uh, prior to me working in a school, I actually was a mentor. I was mentor slash support worker. And that I just happened to apply for and then they and they took me on. I didn't have any form of experience, but I think they just kind of took to my personality, took me on. And um, that started off with me going to the homes of uh, some of these kids and just checking checking up on them. And um, I started to eventually visit schools and the ages varied from, you could say, eight to about, what ages would I say? Eight to about 18, actually. Um, and I've done that for about two to three years, had various kids with different needs and so forth. And I decided to, um, I thought a school would be a great stepping stone for me to kind of expand on, on my knowledge and skills. So um, yeah, I found a school through agency. So I went to different schools at first. 
And the school that I'm currently at, I was an agency worker for about a year. And I was thinking, when are they going to take me on? This is taking long. Like, take me on. Then they eventually took me on. They eventually took me on, but obviously they interviewed me. And yeah, here I am. Three years now. Three years at the school. I mean, being a teacher for years myself, I know that we, people don't go into education for the the money <laughs> and the glory. Yeah. It is because, you know, there is a, a sense of wanting to help people. And um, But notoriously you know TAs are like nurses in that sense are paid really poorly so I mean I I always ask my interviewees you know whatever jobs that they do about the kind of financial side in in case people are listening and thinking oh this is what I want to go into it's really just good to go into it with open eyes so would you say a a TA's salary is enough to get by on or you know is it it's something that I know that that lots of TAs are sort of campaigning for yeah uh, for me personally, um, I feel for me it's, it's just just enough to get by. Okay. However, I feel like you said, I feel like TAs are actually superheroes. Mm-hmm. Prior to me being a TA, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. But there's a lot of work that TAs do um, under the surface that um, other people won't know about. Like yeah. the work that I do with some of the kids, no one no one would ever know about it mm. um, because we 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 like so for some of the kids they're they they find comfort coming to us and speaking to us where sometimes a teacher might not have the time mm-hmm. and speaking for myself personally i feel like i provide a lot of value and i'm willing to invest the time and energy to really help the like the well-being of these kids yeah. and i'm sure there's a lot of um tas there's a couple of tas in my school who do a lot of great work and I said to one of them actually I said like your work for me like it doesn't go unnoticed and she but she I think she responded by saying um she feel like it goes unnoticed by the school but she was like oh she doesn't care she's here for the kids and that's what's important because although the school might not see what you're doing when the kids are older they're gonna remember that TA that really helped them you know so TAs are definitely superheroes Obviously, every job, every career, there are goods and bads, you know, the ups and downs. But can you can you think of an example where or a moment or a day or whatever that you just thought, yeah, this is the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing. It's like the best thing. Um, it was when the child that I worked with. It was the day that she was able to count from one to one hundred. <laughs> um, and the reason that really touched me because my journey from helping her count from one to 100 was a mix of different thoughts and feelings. It was me being impatient yet being patient. It was me nagging her yet, you know, just leaving her to her own device. It was, it was a mix of just, you know, just trusting the process and just allowing it to flourish over time. And the day that, she was able to count to 100 you could see like she was very happy within herself she was very confident and she would see um, senior lem- uh, members of staff and she would stop them and count to 100 for them and when when she was able to do that I grew like a very like emotional connection to that because um it was a tedious process at the start because what I find is 
um, a lot of the time for me, I'm experimenting, I'm trying different approaches and that's the beauty and working one-to-one, you can try different things. And um, we obviously started to apply more practical stuff, whether it be songs or color coordinated things and objects. And I just, I, from that moment, I realized that, wow, like you really need to just, just build it step by step, allow the process to just happen, even to a point where um, I really want to just, just tell her mom, like, look, I know you're probably worried that she's a bit low and behind, but like, she's amazing. Like to, to others, to count from one to 100, it might not be a biggie, but it's just the small steps, you know, small steps, great distances, you know? So that was a highlight. So what about the flip side then? I mean, obviously it's that there's going to be bad days. Can you describe a time where you sort of thought, "Mm, is this for me or I'm going to kick it in or what do you think? (laughs) Um, To be honest, it happens a lot of time. Yeah, I know. Come on, I worked in a school. It's every Monday. There's so many times where I'm just like, oh, I can't go. Um, There's so many times. Um, Sometimes, in all honesty, it can be boredom, you know, because um, previously I wasn't able, or I wouldn't say I wasn't able, but I wasn't out of the class as much. So um, there'll be times where I would actually be bored in class and I'll say, like, yeah, I need to leave. Like, this isn't for me. This isn't what I want to do. I, I'm, I'm a very active and practical person. You know, if I can help people um, educate themselves and learn new things, I want to do it in a practical way. So I have had moments of boredom and I've just had general moments of, like, the kids can just be a lot mentally to deal with. We have a lot of squabbles ver- verbally and just it's, it's a headache, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy because I actually said to myself recently, through the chaos, I've actually wanted to stay. So um, because it's like I feel like I learn through the chaos. But sometimes it's draining. We all need our breaks, but those are the points where you learn a lot about yourselves and your surroundings. But I'll say there's definitely been moments. But in addition to that, it's sometimes been me not aligning, like with the whole the whole school system and the curriculum like yeah that's been a big big contribution so i mean it's just this question kind of continues on for that in a way um obviously you know we've spoken about the rewards of teaching is amazing um you know you get those those connections with young people and you can see see the developments and stuff um but also super hard um so what is your, what would you say is your kind of main motivation for sticking with, with this education business? Um, one of the kids said to me one day, and I really took this on board. Um, he said, he said, oh, Mr. Marshall, you didn't, you didn't ask me how my day was. And I was kind of taken back by that. Um, and the reason being is because I have a habit of, <laughs> When the kids come up to me first thing in the morning, if they say anything other than good morning, I would I would probably blank them or I would emphasize good morning. Then I would ask them, how is your day? And they will say, good. Then I would now say, how am I? And they'll be like, okay. confused for a minute. Then they'll realize, then they'll ask me, how am I? They'll ask myself, yeah, they'll ask me. Yeah. 
Um, so I had this one particular child. I would always ask him in the morning because he's in my class, like, how are you? And I think there was an occasion where I didn't say it. And when he when he said to me, oh, you didn't ask me how my day was, I was, like, amazed because it's like he's really noticed my habit of asking him how his day was. So that was, like, a, a, a factor um, that motivated me that particular day. And it's like, wow. Um, obviously, your, your other days, um, it's just the general interaction you have with the kids and just seeing how they physically grow and they get taller and they they're able to interact well with others it's just it's just it's, it's a, I, I can't really explain it it's just it's amazing to see that wow you've contributed to that you know not to 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 big up yourself mainly but it's like that person now flourished you know so um and it's just having a laugh with the kids and and seeing that they are so so many personalities and you can just this is i can't explain but it's, it's, a, it's a good feeling you know it's a good feeling where do you think um education in general needs to be improved um so i mean you you you're around young people all the time um where how do they best flourish and and how how are we not doing that in schools at the minute in your opinion the first thing that comes to mind is I'm not a qualified teacher. I didn't go through an educational route to be where I am. I, I've got more of a personal approach. I self-educate and I've learned a lot about the mind and understanding that everyone comprehends information differently. And there's never a one hat fits all. And I don't know what process as a teacher you go through like to get your qualification but I feel like regular training for TAs as well as teachers on how to diversify our approach when teaching kids um, because I feel like that's very important because I feel like it's easy to get caught up in the fact that we need to verbally lecture and lecture and lecture and lecture so I think um, understanding uh, the mind and how it takes in information as well as like really encouraging practical and creative uh, ways to learn. I guess it kind of links to what I just said. But I feel, I feel like that's my, my main thing. And if I was to touch on the curriculum, I would probably suggest more art, drama, and covering, um, again, emotions and understanding like why we get emotions and what do we do and it's okay to feel this way that makes sense yeah I mean 100% 100% behind that you know being a former art teacher that yeah and it just it does not make sense to me that um governments and such get rid of the arts or they just consider them as as nice optional extras it's like if you look at the mental health of young people as soon as you take away the arts that's their avenue for expression of course you know it's it's key like emotional literacy if, if you can't describe how you're feeling with words then you can do it with paint you can do it through music you can do it through sports and say, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm hundred uh, percent behind that. And just to add to that, actually, mm. I feel like um, a lot of us sometimes, as adults, because obviously we're not crewed up on emotional literacy ourselves, we yeah. become reactive to the kids, you know. Mm. And 
they might become reactive back. So it's like now like two reactive people having a battle. Um, it's like fire. You can't fight fire with fire sort of yeah. thing. So if you're That's able to, you know, yeah, if you're able to like be more responsive and help them question where they went, went wrong, then it will kind of help their whole, you know, environment, the school environment. You, t- you mentioned TED-, TED Talks. If you were asked to do a TED Talk, what would you do it on? Hmm, very good question. What would I do? Oh, um, to embrace your true authentic self. If we were to go back to school, as you know, I was in care. Mm-hmm. And I just remember a child saying, oh, don't cuss his mom, he's in care. And I, I liked that, but I felt different. Mm-hmm. And it made me, I don't think negatively at that time, it made me feel um, isolated from everyone else. But I think as I grew older, me being in care and, you know, the fact that people in secondary school knew that I was in care made me feel a bit different. And as I grew older, I started to, um, I used to be called different or weird or stuff like that. And I used, I used to take it to offence. Um, but as I grew older, I started to hear it more and more and more and more. And um, at the, where I'm right now, in terms of my age, I kind of embrace it and I sort of take on the whole quirky, weird thing, like whatever. And the reason this relates to my TED talk, because I feel like we can only be free, like mentally, uh, physically in terms of flow and spiritually and whatnot, if we're able to embrace our true selves. Whereas if we feel like environments suppress our personality or our peers, you know, suppress our personality, then how are you going to be yourself? Because now you're just kind of living up to their thoughts of how you should be and stuff like that. So I'm very big on just display your authentic. So even if you're weird, you're quite like the real people will just gravitate towards you. So just display whoever you are, really. If you were to go back to school uh, now and uh, meet your 14-year-old self, knowing what you do, do now, you know, all the life experience you've had, what would you say to yourself? Um, be adventurous, explore. And it's, it kind of links to embracing personality, but it's more like, embrace mistakes you know because Mm. if we're thinking about like the habit of shying away from mistakes and shying away from getting getting out of our comfort zone then we start to mold a person that's very you know isolated like mentally because they don't want to be a part of what they're doing over there because they're kind of scared or in fear so if I was to you said 14 right yeah yeah, yeah, I'll definitely say like just just go for it. Like don't don't feel don't feel you know, like just explore, be adventurous, embrace your mistakes, embrace everything that needs to be embraced. Um, and don't overthink things, you know. Mm-hmm. Like some people are really not watching you and they really don't care. And I feel like because you are, are of a young age, it's probably best to embrace your mistakes and embrace like your adventurous side because you don't want to like I said mold that 
person where you're older and you're like, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, mm-hmm. or, you know, so, yeah. Um, and then, so finally, a piece of advice. So if anyone's listening to this and thinking, I actually, I do want to, I do want to do what Jerome does. I do want to be a, a TA. What sort of advice would you give that person? I feel like kids can know if you're being real or fake. Like there's a lot of personalities in that class who are observing you. So I would say like, just be your authentic self. I think when I first started, I thought I had to come in as this military marshal, Mr. Marshall guy. That was not the case. Um, like just display your true personality because if you're trying to be something the kids will notice and bring a bit of you to the table like don't shy away from the gifts that you have like if I've got skipping I'll use that as a source to bring kids together if kids obviously want to do that but just yeah bring a bit of you well thank you thank you so much Jerome for coming on the show and um talking so like honestly and openly um about about what you do really really appreciate it thanks so much thank you thank you or should i say mr marshall (laughs) mr marshall There you go. I love it. Thank you, Mr. Marshall, uh, for coming on the show and talking to me about a pretty familiar world of education, but through the the eyes of um, a TA. Really interesting to hear your thoughts and thanks for sharing. Um, if you're listening to this and would want to find out more about uh, what it takes to be a teaching assistant, then head on over to our Instagram account, which is at Astro Zookeeper. And Jerome has kindly given us his follow up three pieces of advice. And of course, thanks to you for listening. <laughs>